Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. I stopped listening to myself when I was saying hi, like partway through. I did not mean for that to be so long. Sorry, I was just a little distracted. I was going to say something that's going to make you cringe so that I stopped. (laughs) That's also something to share. Okay, so we want people to keep listening. So let's start start talking about Elizabeth and the Jason. Okay. Okay. And finally, 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 (laughs) (laughs) you know, podcast over. (laughs) So she's letting him handle it, right? She's like, Finn, forget you, okay? Because we keep hitting a brick wall. We need a professional. This is one that we know. Like, we got to make this happen, right? And like, he said the magic words. Jason said, I'll make it go away. Yes. Yes. I just loved, I mean, we know Jason. We love Jason. He, (laughs) He's like, I can't unhear what I heard, and I can help. Of all the things I can do, this is the thing that I do. (laughs) But exactly. It just reminded me of, like, when Jason was talking to Carly, saying stuff like, uh, you know, when they have the discussion that if he's going to, like, take over the organization, he can't be doing all this hands-on work. And I felt felt like he was so excited. He's like, oh my God, bodies, bodies. (laughs) (laughs) Let me at it. Let me at it. So I find he was like more than excited to get his hands a little dirty. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this gets really complicated. Okay. Elizabeth has this talk. She's like super excited to go tell Finn. And then she's like, oh no, you idiot. (laughs) <laughs> don't <laughs> so she's terribly scared that he's like gonna confess and all that right yes because like it's anna oh my goodness i was just so super annoyed that of all the things anna had to be right about was this because i still like i wasn't convinced that she was going to be on finn's side or she was going to be on the side no. of the law. <laughs> I don't trust her at all like like I'm sorry like none of that was clear for a long time over the week that she was even going to like do anything to protect Finn her idea of protecting him is like let's get ahead of this okay (laughs) just confess sooner go to jail sooner tell me stuff sooner meanwhile Elizabeth is proposing a better plan let's try to get away with it okay let's just try to move the body let's try to pull in professionals you know, like, let's do that. And I find that's really appealing. And then, like, when Anna is, like, listing stuff, she's all, like, I, I was just getting annoyed. Yes. The guy on the roof was wearing a suit. And I'm like, no one else wears a suit? Mm-hmm. You know? And then I got so mad when Finn was like, better I show you. And I'm like, no. no. It's not. It's really, it's really mm-hmm. not. But, like, it just drove me nuts when, like, she was saying stuff like, you didn't think you could, you didn't feel like you could just come to me? What? Like, who, what? What do you mean? He didn't feel like he could come to you. When have you ever come to him with anything significant? Exactly. When have you shown him or proven to him? Look at all the decisions she made about Peter. Like, trust with those two was gone a long time ago. And this is the biggest possible thing that could happen. Why on earth would he go to you? And even though, like, look, this is Anna. She tries to acknowledge the other side, which is what we're alluding to, right? Everything she's messed up. 
right? <laughs> like all the trust <laughs> she's broken, all the people she's pissed off, yes. all the bad decisions she's made. But the thing about her is she's like, I know I've made mistakes, blah, blah, blah. And but the thing about her is like she acts like she's sorry without actually taking any accountability, right? Because she'll just yes. all she does is actually just state all the things she did wrong. <laughs> and then she continues to act in the exact same way. So I just find like she mistakes accountability with just listing the things you've done wrong. But she doesn't actually <laughs> apologize or make it right. She's like, you know, there's no excuses. I just did all of these things. Moving on. Like that's that's what that's <laughs> like that's Anna. And so this is what Elizabeth is trying to stop. She comes in, she tries to get Finn it out, and he doesn't want to take it. I am just impressed. I think Elizabeth has got a good crime mind. She, yes. you know, she quickly calls Jason to let him know, like crap Anna <laughs> might come down you know so she does that but then like Finn and Anna decide to talk around the body for a good like 45 minutes of that episode <laughs> I was like oh wow like is this conversation gonna go anywhere and so the thing is the whole time I'm watching and I don't know about you but like of course I didn't think the body would be in there plus they'd have to pay him to be there <laughs> like but were you shocked when you realized, like, Jason never actually took the body? Yes. I, I was, like, I knew the body obviously wasn't going to be there with Finn and Anna. But when Jason was, like, calling Spinelli, and you can tell on his face, like, something wasn't right. Like, he did not complete the mission. He did not get his hands on a body. He was not fulfilled. And I'm like, oh, my God, the body's gone. And the last thing we all want is to think that Peter's going to be alive and out but there. I'd rather think about somebody stealing the body. But what's interesting about the whole possibility that he's alive, if that is, in fact, the case, like leaving it open-ended, that's the part I find brilliant, okay? Because you had two villains exiting at the same time. Mm, How mm -hmm. late, you know what I mean? Like, so I find that that's really creative. They literally left at the same time. You had like a whole shootout where like one is dead. We're like, whoa, this is so dramatic. And it's kind of interesting because at the end of the day, it's kind of, like, as of right now, it's left open for both Cyrus and Peter, based on this week's episodes <clears throat> okay fair like i'm thinking back that's you know, clever like a, it is something about like helena and all of those like old school bad characters that would just kind of make their peers i mean gosh look at ryan in and out you know we don't know if he's really dead if he's really paralyzed like what's happening well ryan's and, not really dead we um, know. No, you know what i'm <laughs> saying back in the time <laughs> <laughs> but i also do like like the soap opera mindset is that yes I kind of want him to be alive to wreak havoc another day but like yes for Maxie and the baby and all of that obviously I want people to have you know their safety intact and feel okay but my soap opera brain is like hell yeah like have him roaming the earth and we don't know where he is for now and comes back in two years but I also like the creepiness that someone just stole his dead body that like, you know what I mean? like that <laughs> exactly. is intriguing that's intriguing <laughs> You know, that someone just took his body because I'm like, okay, well, for what? You know, like at the end, like, <laughs> like I, because if if this is like an evil plot, right? Like an introduction to, to some more creepy stuff. I mean, that's cool too. You know what I mean? Like what kind of evil person is stealing Peter? But then there's a flip side to all of that. The, the side that Elizabeth is on, she's hoping that the murder fairy came in <laughs> and they were just worried for nothing. And I'm like... And I that's that. why Jason does what he does <laughs> for the magic of it all. So, so, so there is that reality too, you know, like who could have tried to protect them, right? That somebody 
could have saw them and was like, oh, you're not doing this right. And jumped in without telling them. Which makes it so interesting. Like, you know, on your post, you put, oh, Brit. Yeah, because, um, yes, I don't know. Her name just, it was really quick. Her name popped up and I saw the picture. And it's just like, she has the tie to Franco, right? She yes. hates Peter. She has yes. a reason to protect Elizabeth because of Franco. She has a relationship with Finn. It's yes. not a good one, but it's there. She <laughs> also has ties to Anna right a newly developing friendship and she also has ties to jason so she has ties to all of those people that were in that picture and the person murdered and the person who was murdered the murder the murderer that's like oh my god no joke those are the words that were going through my head right now i think that's I how it. the cops refer to it uh, no, I love that theory. I was like, oh my gosh, bang on. But I don't think she could do it alone. So who would be her you know, plus one? Avi. Like how great. I love, love, love them together. And I just like in my head already had these scenes conjured up of like when they do the flashback of like the banter, the dropping a leg, them trying to lift him out. Like it must be hilarious. Oh my God. Oh, gosh, I so much hope it's them just so we can see that, how that whole thing unfolded. Because she does go to Scott, right? Mm -hmm. She goes to Scott. And my favorite is Scott. I, I don't know. Like, I can't wait to talk more about this when we get to other storylines. But there were so many, like, fun, silly, sarcastic. Like, I don't know. Like, the comedy element has been so good, I find, yes. this week. And, like, I love that Scott kind of spoke on behalf of the audience when he's like okay so just a bit of advice we don't talk about justifiable homicide in public okay <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do that <laughs> quietly so like I love that whole conversation and what was also fun about it is like we're kind of using that conversation with Scott to raise the stakes right to point yes. out that Elizabeth is very much in trouble and while she doesn't feel guilty about what she did um there's reason to be concerned, right? Because he starts to question her and is like, if you know a lot of stuff about this <laughs> murder crime, that makes you an accessory after the fact. And so yep. that was interesting to have that highlighted, right? It doesn't all, I mean, look, it's, of course it didn't all fall on Finn and Finn has been trying to get ahead of that. Finn has been trying to protect her. Meanwhile, Anna, who clearly knows who helped him, has been trying to get him to articulate who yes. was helping him. I'm like, what is your deal? How many lives do you want to ruin for Peter? I think more so she's jealous. She's like, yes. Oh, so yes. you murdered with Elizabeth, but you want to let me get all murdery and do stuff with me. But it's like you solve crimes with Valentine. You used uh -huh. to let Finn do it with you. You, you actually forced Finn into crime solving <laughs> and in dangerous situations. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, not anymore. Valentine's my butt. So you don't get to be jealous that he murders with other women. That's how I feel about the <laughs> whole thing. The weirdest conversation, though. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So with all of her, like, confession and, like, self-righteousness, I was shocked that in the end, she kind of covered for Finn because it didn't look that way at all. Right? It did not look like it was going that way at all. And I really didn't know what to make of it, right? She she says something and I felt like right away she could have said like, no, I bumped into Finn and had me had him take me here. 
or whatever, or just accompany me. Like it was really easy to jump in and explain Finn's presence. But like, I don't know, like, what did you think of her face? Because she makes up a lie. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Finn, I'm assuming, is following the lead and, and, and telling a lie. Because in that moment, I'm like, oh, did Finn change his mind? And I realized later he's probably playing along with whatever Anna's doing. But then Anna was looking at him all weird. Like she seemed to be freaking out because he was lying. And I was just lost in that moment. <laughs> well, it's like her face. She wasn't keeping a straight face. Right? No. Somebody who's supposed to be in the WSB and a spy. She really does not know how to keep her face together. And it's scary. <laughs> Um, I did like the fact that she talked about, you know, they were already in there. So please account for our fingerprints and DNA. But then I started to worry about Elizabeth. But then I'm like, Elizabeth doesn't have a record. That part I thought was so damn smart, right? That is probably the slickest thing Anna's ever done. Like, account for our DNA. But what concerned me was like, what about Elizabeth's DNA? How would you account for that girl being in the, like, sub-basement? And there was so much back and forth, right? So about the whole DNA... You have mm-hmm. Elizabeth having the conversation with Jason where she's like, no, I went to go wipe down the stairwell like nothing ever happened. And I'm stressing out watching this being like, please tell me you wiped down like the freezer area. Yeah. Like also like the freezer, not only was it empty, but it was clean, but somehow Dante found blood in one corner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know what? It makes sense. Cause if someone took the body, they would try to clean the freezer. Oh, fair. Okay, so maybe there is no Okay, DNA. that makes sense. Well, so they did I, say they didn't find anything concrete. But do you know how comforting that is to me that you said that? That people came and took the body and that those people would have cleaned up because they also don't want their DNA. Like, that is so comforting because <laughs> I'm very worried about Elizabeth because I was scared this was going to take a turn, okay? So I love how Scott is so protective of her. I love how he, like you know, warns Jason, like if anything ever happens to her kind of a thing. Like I love, I loved that. Like I love those scenes with Elizabeth, Jason and Scott. But yeah. when Finn comes back and I loved his reaction when he saw Jason, like all freaked out. It's like, I'm sorry. Okay. But like Elizabeth has a good friend, one that sh- will move a body and keep their mouth shut. Yes. It's like for Finn to be all touchy touchy about Jason, and we know why, probably a little bit jelly, but it's like Anna was more the risk. Anna is right? more the wild card, right? So it's like chill around Jason and murder. And so when <laughs> when Finn comes in and is like it's all good, like Anna took care of it, like me, like the the me part. That part sh- like shook me. Cause like, even I was like, what about Elizabeth? And then Jason's like, what about Elizabeth? Like, is, she, <laughs> is she protected also? So that really scared me right between Scott's conversation, that bizarre conversation of mm-hmm. Finn saying that Anna covered for him and not Elizabeth, you know, it kind of scared me that it would fall on her. I know. I was really worried about that too, but like, nobody is going to let that happen. No, no. And that's the thing. Like, I know it won't happen, but I think she's been through a lot. And I think right. it would be so much for her family to have to deal with. So I hope it's like a, continues to be a cover up and they continue to kind of get away with it. But I also loved how funny the conversation was between her and Jason, where she kept saying, like, I think me and Finn know what dead looks like. Okay. <laughs> like, I think, I, you know, and I, I just feel like there, there shouldn't, and I get what he's saying. He's right. You know, you guys aren't used to murdering people. You know, you're used to dead bodies, maybe because of your job, but like Mm -hmm. you're frazzled. There's a lot going on. But at the same time, I'm like, you're in a hospital. Like if anything, you guys know how to like disinfect stuff. Yes. yes. Get rid of DNA. You have access to gloves, all these touchy, non-touchy things. Right. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) 
technical terms only on Absolutely. this podcast. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I just feel like they had access to everything to make this go right. Totally agree. So that's why, like, I'm not concerned. I'm really not worried about like them getting caught for it. I just want to know like what happens next now. But I'm still stressed. But the thing is, other people are wondering what what's the deal with like Hayden. It was said on the internets. Um, I think it was like, one of our comments. And so sorry for listening. And I don't re- don't know the handle. You can you know what you could do when we post the podcast live. You can say it was me. It was my idea. Um, you deserve the credit because this person pointed out an alternative suspect right an alternative person who could have hit peter's body and they pointed to hayden because hayden would want to protect both finn and elizabeth i love that and her name has been brought up so much this week if i had a shot every time i heard her name i would be on the floor on the floor (laughs) not Um, not only did they bring up not only did they bring up her name a lot this week today we got a history lesson on hayden from nick and elizabeth but we also got a history lesson on who drew was from Sean and Sam. Which which makes me think, so we heard Drew's name, we got that history, like you said, and we've been hearing Hayden's name a lot. So I'm like, okay, are we getting, like, these characters back in our lives? That would be uh, fantastic. I think so. I mean, look, you can't mention Hayden's name that many times without her coming back. Unless this is all just about, um, like, taking down Nicholas. <laughs> but that doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Because, like, you're not just naming Hayden. Like, I get that they're going back into history, like even when Elizabeth and Nicholas were talking, but, like, when is the last time someone gave a rundown of Drew's whole stint on the show? Exactly. So when they get that deep into things, it, like, sirens go off in my head. I'm like, okay, they're coming back. I'm going to give it three months. Within that three months, they're going to be back. <laughs> so do you think that's who that guy is playing? Cameron Matheson? Do you think that's who he's playing? Drew? I mean, it might be, like, if there's a new character coming in and they're bringing up a male character, this might be the right fit. Do you know what's weird about it, though? Why? Is that, like, you literally just pulled Franco out of playing, like, a recast, right? Because the original Franco was Franco. And then you pull him out of that game, and then you bring in another guy to do a recast. So I just think it's interesting timing. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's all. I just I thought it was a good observation. I guess it's not. We can cut that. It's fine. <laughs> so when we're talking about Hayden Alon, just one more observation before we leave this topic. It's that we saw Nicholas in jail number two for Alexis, the spa jail. So we've seen Nicholas yeah. in the previous jail. Now we see him in the spa jail, and all I kept thinking is he's trying them on for size. Which jail is going to fit right? Nicholas best? So the talk of Hayden, him being the only one that actually gets into the jail. Anybody else that visits Alexis is through a plexiglass, but he's just like there walking around part of the people. That is so true. Because I remember thinking that when he wanted to buy the prison and like change things up, I'm like, is he making his home more comfortable before he gets there? (laughs) So I, yeah, that is really interesting. Cause it's like, it's bad. Like it's really bad. Like the fact that Elizabeth's like, wait a second, wait a second. It's been a really long time, but I'm pretty sure you tried to kill my sister. Do you remember? Do you remember? This is like such a bizarre conversation to be having. Right. And then they re-recorded the historical conversation. You could tell by her hair was so nice. I'm like, yeah, style. I'm like, look at that. But I mean, that was an insane conversation to have, right? They're like, remember? And then I told you I loved you and I really did it for that. 
to show you I would do anything for you. But it's just kind of insane. Like, obviously, she didn't buy anything. But, like, yes. but I love how Sam comes over and she's like, right, Hayden. Wait a sec. Nicholas, you almost killed her. Like, it was just because that's not the most recent thing that happened. Exactly. You know, like, it's the fact that he did it again. Like, he tried to, you know, he messed with her again. Oh, Nicholas is like all kinds of frustrating and so is his son, but I just want to get to um, Sam and Elizabeth. I love them so much. I love that Sam shows up at her door and she's like, are we burning more stuff? Like, we good. Let's burn it. <laughs> but that's what's so, like, it's those little things. Like, it's a comment like that that makes certain moments feel more real. Right? Yes. Like, it's those are the moments where it feels like they're really digging into the characters and their relationship. And I love moments like that because they feel, you know, a little bit more natural. I kind of wish Sam told Elizabeth about the Dante kiss, though. Right? Because, look, Maxie's not there, but Sam is. I mean, sorry, Elizabeth is, but, like, that has to be a conversation, right? I feel like that has to be a conversation. She is going to have in time with Elizabeth over some wine. It just has to be. I think so, too. I just love it. I think we'll bond them further and Elizabeth will get it and give her kind of the reaction, the response that she needs and deserves. I think so. I really, really do. So all of this, again, Hayden, you know, Sean is helping out with this, even though Sam's like, are you sure you don't want to try to like do you right? Like try to Mm -hmm. rebuild your life. And I mean, he also has this conversation with Curtis. So I don't know. What were you feeling about (laughs) Curtis and Sean talking and like what, what thought went through your mind? (laughs) So many. (laughs) I know it sounds bad, but like they've both been with Jordan. They're both raising TJ. Like there's just so much commonality, but yet they're buds and bros. And you know about Thomas. It was just that, that my mind went further than that was the fact that Thomas Curtis and Sean. (laughs) <laughs> and I mean, look, Jordan is not oh, the first. Okay, let's not oh, pretend yeah. no, that Jordan no. is like the first, but I couldn't help it, right? Because there, it's a close knit circle with of just that, right? Okay, there's but no, what there's I... not, there's no other group of friends. It's just my husband, my his brother, and his best friend, and we all raised TJ. But what I love about that, like, okay, I, I totally saw it from that side too, but because we call Jordan, like, kind of a stone cold Jordan, like, she's kind of like I the love female it. Sunny slash Jason. So, like, it made sense. You know what I mean? Because, like, Sunny has all these, like, baby mamas <gasps> rolling around. Everywhere. She's true. got just, like, this one son, but she has, like, multiple people helping her raise him. But at the same time, like, I just loved the other side of that representation. It is, though. It is. I swear. Don't you find the more you look into it, the more she's legit sunny? Yes. And I love it. I love making because I love that she's, I mean, we have a lot of incredible, strong women characters in the show. And that's why I love poor Charles and, you know, General Hospital so much. But like this in particular, like I freaking love. (laughs) But okay. So this is how I took this question is that Curtis asked Sean, what are you going to do when you catch the killer? What mm-hmm. I heard is, what are you going to do once the storyline is over? Are you going to stay <laughs> or are you going to go? And, and I love that Sean kind of alluded to that. Like, I don't know. I think I'm going to leave or get my life together. But I love the idea of him working at, at Savoy because I actually was yes. wondering if Sean was going to go back to um, working at Kelly's because mm-hmm. at one point Cam was working at Kelly's. Yes. 
So I, I was I was wondering if that was going to be the picture. But either way, apparently the kids will be at the bar. <laughs> not kill They're old enough now. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love the upgrade. I love. I think it'll be really nice to see him in that environment. And then there's that bartender that's there. I know we said maybe Terry, but maybe Sean. Anyways, could get really interesting at the Savoy. Uh, okay, so let's go to Trina and Portia. Trina oh and Portia. Trina and Portia. I love it. You're working late. And then, like, when she <laughs> found out she, <laughs> she went out with some friends and she pushed and she pushed. And then they started talking about Curtis. Okay, that girl's face. Trina is just the sweetest thing. And her mom is just trying to navigate this the best way she knows how. Her daughter's old enough. She wants to be honest. But it's Curtis. And I love that. Trina's like, well, what about Jordan? <laughs> I know, right? I love how she's like, aren't you guys, like, friends? Like, I love how, like, she's <laughs> she's not drinking the Kool-Aid and acting yep. like this is not without certain complications or that you're not stepping on any toes, right? Because, like, while she is not at all into Cam anymore, you know, she's got her own little drama. She does understand the dynamics of friends and dating, right? It's a big yes. thing between her and Joss. Yes. And that's why I thought it was, like, very mature for her age, but at the same time, you know, Portia's like, wait a second, I'm the mom. You don't get to you know, give me your opinion or advice on love life. I'm just letting you know what's going on. But that's why I liked it. Like she said, I'm not asking for your permission. I'm just telling you. But then she goes and tells Curtis that if Trina didn't react well, that she wouldn't, she wouldn't have moved forward. And I'm like, well, that's not true. (laughs) 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 But when Trina left, she made the look on her face. And later we kind of come to understand what that was about. It was more than just Jordan. Yes. She thinks they they know each other from <sighs> before this moment. I'm really worried about that because, okay, we have crazy Stella on the loose. Oh, my gosh. Like, like I next can't level even. right now. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to jump in because I know you're having all the feels right now. I knew. I knew the minute that Jordan was, you know, putting that envelope on her tray that that envelope was going to disappear and Stella would have that because she thinks that hiding a paper – will rekindle feelings (laughs) you know what I mean it's basically as strong as Trina's parent trap trap that she did and I just kept thinking like why would Jordan leave her alone just ever around your divorce papers right um but I did love the conversation that Jordan had with Stella when she talked about what she saw at the Savoy Mm -hmm. I went Stella's like how close like close enough that their lips were touching (laughs) that was the best that was the best but Stella was on another level right sometimes it's like she's so one-track minded she's so like like laser focus that she plays good cop and bad cop and bad cop when she doesn't need to because it's like she's there being like Jordan I'm on your side I'm supporting you and then on the flip side to that she's like I thought my nephew meant more to you and I'm like what are you doing playing these dirty games saying that to Jordan it's such a cheap shot and it's just like your ability to deny reality to this level that people move on and that they're not kids or puppets or a television show that you can manipulate you know, it's, it's, it's insane. It's completely insane. She really needs a hobby. Yes, 100%. Doesn't she have a job? <laughs> well, I don't know, because she spends most of her time in Europe. So when she's in Port Charles, she's just visiting and bored. Ah, uh, yes. Then ensues the drama, which is 
quite similar to Gladys, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Oh, yeah. So, okay, what did you think, right? So Trina leaves, and then Portia has her conversation with Curtis. Mm. What did you think of Curtis's feelings that he thinks honesty is the best policy without exception and thinks that mm -hmm. Trina should be aware that her mother had an affair? Okay, like this man, I can't because this was the whole problem with Jordan. This is the problem that even Stella, for once, who was right. This is a problem that Portia brought up. Yeah. He sees life as black and white and no gray area. He truly believes that for this teenage child that has been through more than a child needs to go through in that time frame, yes, let's, the one person she trusts and has had stability with her whole entire life, yeah, yeah, let's just like poke at that and make a bunch of holes right now. Now is the best time. And why? What good would it serve? That is exactly how I felt, except later on when I heard Trina talking, I was I like, <laughs> she's going to be right, and that's what pisses me off. Yes. And while it's so annoying to deal with him being so virtuous, I kind mm -hmm. of love it because I feel like we're not crazy. Like when we notice that he's being a certain way, I love that they're running with it and really just embracing it and deepening and being like, yeah, this is just, this is who he is, right? This is what makes him tick. And this is where he, this is where he comes from and how he makes his choices. But I just get feeling like if you're so, it's such a stickler on being so virtuous and honest, I'm like, maybe you should have reconsidered better or for worse, or maybe not have slept with your brother's wife at all. Like those are also things you could have done. Right. So it's so kind of messed up that he gets to pick and choose when he gets to be that person yeah and he has like you, that's exactly right right he has a different standard for himself and one that he imposes on others yes 100 percent. but I was just like, like and then what I thought was cute actually you know midway through all this is like wait are we having an argument like are we having our first fight like you got a little excited like is there a couple <laughs> He's so lame. Like, I, know. <laughs> and I, I really just, I'm looking forward to the conversation with Portia and um, Jordan. And I was just like, honestly, why should Curtis have that conversation first? He's had so many conversations with Jordan already and they don't go well. I just feel like Jordan would appreciate talking to Portia about this over Curtis. Because yes, she, she, she gets something out of Portia, you know, like a yeah. friendship. You totally took the words out of my mouth. Like what Portia's going to say, like the way she gives, like Portia kind of reminds me of like Carly and the way she gives advice and, and how she maneuvers through certain situations with her daughter and how yes. of a friend she is. So with Jordan, she's going to say stuff that makes sense and that hits all the right spots that Jordan needs to hear, but that they can still maintain their friendship. Yes, I think Portia could do this. So a couple things I love about Portia. You're right. Whenever I was seeing that mother-daughter conversation between Carly and Joss and I would see Portia and Trina, I see that echoed there. What I also love about Portia is that she's also kind of a nerd, you know, like she's yeah. sweet and she's a nerd and she's a mom. So I love all of those like characteristics of her. Um, so to Joss and I want to say this about Joss and, um, and Trina it was, mm -hmm. I think, Wednesday's episode where they're talking about all of this, right? They're talking yes. about her mother and Curtis. And seriously, it was on Wednesday. And when I was watching them talk, I felt like I was watching vets slash adults. And in no way did it feel like I was watching a teen storyline about Curtis. Oh, okay. 
Like, I don't know if you got that vibe, but like they just elevate, right? It's not your typical teen foursome. Like in the past, it was like the teen drama was just relegated to them. And it was a very much a teen storyline, but it's just, they have their own dynamics, but their dynamics transcend their group and it meshes so perfectly into the adult storylines. Oh, and maybe I just don't remember like the past ones, but I just find there's something a lot more elevated by the teen stories now. Oh, I 100% agree. Especially like, you know, the friendship with Trina and Ava that she wants yeah. to you know, do good by her and find this stalker and just all of their involvement with one another is, is just, it's amazing. Exactly. It's seamless. So when they were having that conversation about Curtis Trina shares a lot of her feelings, right? That her suspicion is that Curtis is capable of cheating. Yep. Okay. And (laughs) and then she kind of says something. And then Joss says, oh, my God, I feel sorry for Curtis. You know, if he's like, if he's like capable or of cheating or whatnot. But I'm just laughing because I'm like. He's not a cheater, but he definitely dates women who cheat, right? Portia, Jordan. <laughs> so, but yep. but what I thought was interesting is that like, Josh said something to Trina, like remind me to never get on your bad side. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. What did you write down about that? Okay. So it's actually a combo of something Laura said. Okay. Because okay. Laura says something, and then after that, it goes to. Joss and Trina and then it jumps to Portia and Curtis and I think if you listen to the statement and think about those relationships it's kind of interesting Mm -hmm. she says that Laura when she was talking to Carly says that her and Kevin can disagree and still like each other Mm -hmm. and then you have Joss and Trina with that statement Mm -hmm. and then you have Curtis and Portia in the middle of a fight And it just makes you wonder um, what's to come for those two, right? Because while Laura and Kevin might still like each other when they disagree, I just wonder if that may not be the case for Joss and Trina as well as for Curtis and Portia. Okay, I felt the same way. It was very, like, not ominous, that's not the right word, but there was some foreshadowing there because there's that whole situation with, you know, Spencer coming into the mix. And I love their description of him. Anyways, I forget what Josh said. I'll have to find it later for my favorite line. Um, but yeah, like Spencer does this weird kind of flirty thing with Joss and she kind of smiles back, but is antagonistic towards him. And I'm I'm hoping it's not a boy that comes in between them, but it just might be. Or she just straight up, Trina disagrees with how Joss speaks of Spencer. Just simply that. I think it could be a combination of the two because even Carly gave Joss and Spencer a look. They have this banter that comes with their fighting style. And it kind of reminds me of how Sunny and Carly were antagonistic when they first met. Ooh, right? Okay, okay. And like a long time ago, we made the comparison when Cam and Joss were fake dating that they had a Carly Sunny vibe. Plus, they were fighting at Sunny's house because of the way that they were like, um arguing but again it's all relative and it's based on whatever other um person is in the picture but right now they're using carly and jason to be a mirror to like joss and cam right this idea that we're besties and then you have spencer coming in which is literally a relative of sunny who Mm -hmm. is just doing that whole antagonistic thing which was more of like a sunny trait so it is interesting i've I, i mean look the way that it's being depicted it's hard not to think that 
there might be a thing and it's going to look really bad on Joss's part if the whole idea is I'm annoyed by Spencer, I am trying to get you away from him and then something were to happen, it would be devastating to the whole friend group. Oh, and it's totally going to happen at the party. The rager. That would be insane, right? That would be insane. Like you literally just start something with Cam and then something happens with Spencer because I don't know where his head's at. He looks like he's interested in Trina, but then the way he acts with with um, Joss. Oh my gosh. So what did you think of that? Right? Because this is the first scene we see with Carly and Spencer. Spencer. He just, he's a bit of, I don't know if I can say this, but he's a bit of a shit. <laughs> yes. He, he and, totally is. Right. And Carly handled it well, but even though, you know, he's, he's a teenager and even though he sometimes says he means the right thing, but even when he says it, he sounds like he's just being a jerk. Well, yeah, because I think at the end of the day, he's still a kid, right? You know what I mean? Like, I, I think to me, I feel like that sloppiness or or kind of meaning one thing and, and, and making other people mad. I think that's just the part of Spencer who just doesn't have a clue, right? So what did you think about, you know, because look, this is the first time he acknowledges Sonny is gone. He was very close to Sonny. He asked Sonny yes. to whack Valentine, right? So, <laughs> so this is the first time we watch him acknowledge his loss. We saw him at Mike's grave when he first returned, but not Sonny's. Yes. So he gives his condolences. Once again, someone else says, like, it makes sense or whatever, or that Sonny mm-hmm. would approve. And I'm like, okay sure like again I don't know where any of this is coming from like to me I'm just like are we all talking about the same Sunny like I, I like I think I mean I I wrote about this in our blog but I think sure a dead Sunny sure we can all speak for a dead person and say they would want the best for us <laughs> but the point is he's not dead so there, there's that whole whole mess of it too so it's just like it was a lot it was very loaded of a conversation um because then he goes this is the happy ending you both deserve and that felt so ominous right and I just feel bad for Carly she's already going through so much and struggling with this decision so soon after you know Sonny being declared dead and and just to hear all these things like I just felt for her yeah it it was very difficult because like she said in today's episode it's about the perception of everyone else that they're gonna think she didn't love Sonny to the depth that she did so Mm -hmm. it does suck for her but it got pretty funny real fast like this is what (laughs) I mean like Joss did an amazing job, right, of being irritated and casually pushing him in the pool without thinking. Like, the freaking delivery of that whole thing was just so perfect and spot on. Yes, it was so amazing. And then I love the, you know, Carly having the conversation, like, you can't keep pushing him in the pool. It's a liability. Like, stop it. (laughs) I loved it. I loved her delivery. I loved her delivery. That was literally one of my favorite lines when she tells her, stop pushing that kid in the pool. It's a safety (laughs) regulation. Like, I loved it when she's like, Nicholas could sue me. So I love, it's funny, because last week we took the time to talk about safety of the pool. And this week, Carly made a point of talking about safety. (laughs) so I appreciate that but like I also again this is also where I found some of these interesting comedic moments because I talked about this last week where we said you know Carly argues with people but she has a way of arguing in a in a way that's comedic we talked about that Mm -hmm. and when I was looking at old clips of Carly like of GH this past weekly and it's just like of, of like her and Sean okay because it's like also in these scenes she sees Sean for the first time in forever and it's really cool and they have so many like old clips of them together and she was kind of very bubbly and funny and jokey 
in these okay. scenes. And so it was just interesting to see that because in those scenes with Joss, when Joss was like gushing about how Carly and Jason, her and Cam are. Yes. I was kind of surprised about Carly's line. She's like, yeah, we could like all wear matching outfits and stuff. Like the way she just <laughs> made fun of her. Like, did you find that Carly S? Like, it was just funny. It was nice to just see her light again because she's been so stressed out. And I feel all of the conversations up until this week have been really serious and sad and just intense. And we got to see like a slightly, slightly lighter side of her this week. That's a very more true. back to herself a little bit, especially like, well, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when she had that conversation with Willow, um, yeah. she was more herself and we'll get into that after. So, okay. So also super sweet was her reunion with Sean and even with Joss because Joss was a baby, like when oh. Sean, you know, was bodyguarding her and all that stuff. And even Joss, like it was just the performance was beyond natural when she was getting emotional at, at seeing Sean, like the whole thing was like uber, uber sweet. Um, but, you know, he, thankfully, he had that conversation with Curtis, even though I think yes. he, he would have been able and Carly would totally understand him not wanting to join the family business <laughs> again after it happened last time. So I love that she was OK with it, except it felt awkward when she asked in the first place. But I get it. She wanted to, him to make sure that they had his back. Um if he wanted back in the life, but I love when she whispered, thank you for stabbing Jason. I know that was like amazing. And I kind of, even though I don't want him to be in that life, I kind of wanted to see her in a trio again, you know, like she always had Sonny and Jason and now she would have like Jason and Sean, like fine. He's not going to work with the family, but I'm glad that he's around. Yes. Yes. Very true. And it is interesting who might fill that spot because at one point I was kind of pulling for Ava to, to kind of yes. fill, to fill <laughs> that like confidant consultant type, you know, because she can give the mob advice. Like what woman has there been that could legit give the mob advice? I know. And I feel like, I don't know if it's because of the poor or whatever, but I feel she's been dressing very like mob woman like like very big earrings very like flared dresses like everywhere she goes she's impeccable not that she's isn't normally impeccable but I feel like it's been like leveled up well because like the thing is like at some point like I look this is what I think I think Carly and Ava have their differences it has mellowed out for sure but if anything, like if Nina, if people find out what Nina did, I think this can only push Ava and Carly together. Yes, yes, I want it. <laughs> so that's that is gonna be a thing, that's for sure. What in the world is Ava? Like, okay, yes, I'm worried about Carly, but it's Ava. For some reason, I think like Ava, like, what is she going to do? Like, it's bad. Like, not only did you rip Avery from her womb, you you hurt her daughter, right? You took her father away. Like, she's literally talked about, you know, Avery missing her dad. Remember the necklace? Yeah. Right? It was about her father. So I don't know, right? That's why I can't wait for that confrontation between, like, her and Nina. Like, I don't even know how you come back from that. Like, a lot of characters have done a lot of shady stuff and have come back from it. I just can't see right now how Nina can come back from this but I think that's the fun part of it right is that we can't see it like with Nina I can't wait to see it blow up I can't <laughs> wait to see Sunny come back but I have no idea how that's gonna go right and I think that just the marriage of Carly and Jason I want to see it happen but that's the point I also can't see it 
True. So I think that's also the fun of it, that when things are so huge and dramatic, they really capture our attention and they're not so predictable because otherwise we would know, right? We, we might know that the person will redeem themselves, but the fact that we can't fathom how is, I think, the fun part of it all. But the, 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 what sticks out about Nina mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is the conversation she had with Mike about Jax. Like, <laughs> I don't think about Jax when I'm in Nixon Falls. I also don't think about Jackson. I'm in Port Charles. I'm just like, this is unbelievable. And the fact that it's like to twist the knife, they even, Mike even brings up in the conversation and like, oh, and he had a lot to do with you being able to see your grandson. She's like, yes, but it also doesn't make me think of him. Like, I just, I thought it was like incredible. But what was like, but there was actually something kind of captivating about that interaction. Mm-hmm. was hearing more about Mike's perspective of himself. So there was something that I thought was kind of interesting when he said that there was this unforgettable feeling he had when he held the gun, something yes. about that sensation that he didn't like. So I was like, whoa, okay, like that's not come up. And just like how she's afraid that her past is going to come to Nixon <laughs> Falls and tear him apart, it was interesting to hear Mike say the same, that he's scared his whole life, his old life, sorry, will come back and like again separate those two so that to me was kind of interesting to hear it from Mike's perspective to understand that like while at first it was like why don't you just google yourself (laughs) google a photo take a fingerprint but like the fact that he you know I, I I guess in his mind it's like to end up where I ended up yeah or to know the things that I know like how good could my life have been I'm like whatever like it could have been an accident like you could have just <laughs> whatever anyways <laughs> so like yeah so I mean this is kind of a deeper reason of not wanting to know it's just this idea that he actually loves the life that he currently has I was like all right okay okay so a lot of the notes I had written down for that scene was puke gross um but one of them <laughs> that was helpful was that it was kind of like a laugh to myself kind of situation. Maybe a laugh too. But when they took that selfie and Sonny's trying to figure out how to like do a selfie and she's teaching him like, oh my God, is social media going to be their undoing? Like he's going to be like, oh, this is cool. I can take a selfie. Oh my God. There's like an app. What is it called? Like the Facebook? I'm going to put a picture on there. That's exactly what I was thinking, right? Like the fact that you made such a spectacle about, do you know how to work your phone and can mm-hmm. you take a selfie? I'm like, oh gosh. I'm like, so this selfie is going to be incriminating in some shape or form, right? You risk yep. someone someone seeing you look at the photo or also seeing you. Because I think that would be the shocking <laughs> part. Not that, not, not that Sonny's looking at a picture of himself and Nina, but Sonny! <laughs> okay, just because we're laughing, the part that pissed me off but made me laugh too was the sauce conversation. Yeah, that was not her sauce to have. Exactly! (laughs) I was like, all this innuendo about the sauce, and you just ate that whole damn thing by yourself. I was like, you gave none to your grandson? I was like, wow. That's selfish. I know she's, but that in particular is what pushed me over the line of how selfish she is. But but do you know how incredible that is? Because it's a large jar of sauce and she legit lives with Ava. <laughs> like, I mean, has Ava not had like Sunny's spaghetti? Have they not had family dinners? She didn't share it with Ava. She said she ate it all by herself. 
And then I was wondering, does Avery hang out at Ava's? I guess not. But anyways, whatever. Like, literally, everybody that Nina knows on Port Charles is, like, related to Sunny. So <laughs> this is, I don't know. <laughs> it's, like, it's just so, it's so insane. Like, the fact that she went to Port Charles and was like, oh, crap, everybody knows Sunny. This is so bad. What I'm doing is so bad. Somehow motivated her to go deeper with it. Like somehow right. she went back to Dixon Falls. And she's like, you know what? This feels right. Like this just feels good. Let, let's but, do it. So, yeah. But no, she went to make out with him. And then she's like, I got to go. I'm like, so you're still not all in here. <laughs> Either go all crazy or stay on the other side. But I, I'm like the hovering, like sleep with him already. Sleep with him. Let this go crazy. Let this just go wild and crazy. I agree with you because the reality is if somebody found out what you did today, Without having slept with him, but just found out what you did, they would hate you. And yep. if you slept with him, they'd also hate you. So if that's what you're worried about, I wouldn't let that hold you back. Right? Just like do it already. Yeah, like you're a crappy person no matter which way you spin it. And it's not going to help where you're like, oh, well, you know, I, I didn't sleep with him right away. Like no one is going to be like, that makes it better. I waited like the three date. <laughs> Like after after I saw Michael at at Sunny's grave, I waited. I didn't want to be rude about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh goodness, that woman! I can't. I can't. I know. And so to her sister cousin, Britt, um, that was also super funny. Like, what was happening? Like, what was happening with the Britt and Jason interaction? It was like. You know how we always talk about, like, normies coming into Port Charles? Yes. Well, Jason is his own island. And I find, like, when it comes to Jason, you have the typical, you know, suspects, right? Like, the way that Elizabeth or Sam, like, the whole history there of how women typically react to Jason. And in that situation, in the Jason land... Brit is a normie there, right? Because look at how she behaves toward him. She says things that are normal and human that break the whole fantasy that is Jason, particularly when you're talking about toothbrush heads. (laughs) It makes you think of everyday life and no one thinks that with Jason, right? And that's what made the whole Sam and Jason break up hard. Nobody likes to think about the fact that Jason is never home (laughs) and doesn't, you know, parent his child or tell his wife, girlfriend, anything like no one, no one wants to know that, but it was funny. I want to get back to that. It was super funny. What struck me a lot was that how fast did Jason go from like longing and tears to like legit annoyed when she kept talking to him? Like when he went into the elevator, Mm -hmm. you saw that annoyed look he gave. I don't know if it was, like, annoyed or awkward. Like, I, I felt like, to me, I didn't see it as annoyed. I saw it as, like, him trying to process what's going on. Like, he was trying to decode her because he doesn't understand regular woman talk because everybody always either fawns all over him or puts him in his place. There's no in the middle, like you said, of real life. I literally have written here is, what is confusing? What's confusing <laughs> to you about the situation? It, it like, it goes back to when Carly was like, when he was having that conversation with her, be like, no, 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 like she gets it. Like Britt gets it. She gets it. like, oh my gosh, just because like you are very resolute when it comes to making a decision doesn't mean the rest of the world is like that. And you think that he would understand that after he went to her office and found her crying. Like it didn't register that like she's still sad. Yeah, he's kind of weird that way. I just love that she found a way to still 
explain her feelings without having to have a talk about feelings with him. Like, hey, I was planning a future with you and you just kind of ditched out and left me in the dark. Now you owe me retribution. It's not the right word. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But what I think, though, is that Jason speaks Carly fluently. Yes. She was speaking Carly. Oh, 100%. There's nothing there that he couldn't understand, perhaps, except the word Venmo. (laughs) Like, in his line of work, it's straight-up cash. Right. So it makes sense he wouldn't get it. But, like, that whole thing was just wow to me, right? Because you got Brit, who's down and out. And Jason, as usual, is just back to his old self. <laughs> Not skipping a beat. I just felt like that was everything for me. You know, it feels like the typical... The, it just felt typical, right? Like... The woman is all distraught. Like, even after his breakup with Sam, like, we, we watched her deal and cope with it. And all we saw was Jason get back to the life, in air quotes. So true, right? But I have to say, <laughs> I thought I knew the life because we watched General Hospital. But I recently <laughs> started watching Power. And after getting through, like, practically two seasons, I'm actually understanding to what level and how significant it is the life and the business. And I know it sounds so stupid, but, like, we watch it, like, every night, okay? It's probably not the ideal thing to watch before bed, (laughs) depending on how the episodes end. But, like, when I watch that show and how intense it is, like, it really makes me understand Jason's commitment and why things happen the way that they do. Like, it kind of made me understand it more. And even, and there was a recent interview where he kind of talks about that. Like, given that he's in the life, you know, he could have easily had, like, a an affair with Brit. But the whole point is the commitment is to the life. And because the decision is sort of to keep the peace and to minimize violence, for that, mm-hmm. he just has his eye on the prize and is focusing on business and is able to kind of let that go because it's just not worth the risk. Wow. Okay. And, and being in the life is all about, like, mitigating risk and keeping it going because, it's you know, it's an illegal endeavor you don't want to get caught and you also don't want to lose your power so it's really it's really about that and even when he talks about Brit he talks about like just the fact that she's just this like look it's my words but sort of what he was saying is that it was just this added complication like at the end of the day it just pushes more toward like the marriage with Carly yes and, you know, as an actor, kind of like Sonny, doing the whole mic thing, you know, you're, you're doing something different. You're getting to work with different people. So as an actor, it's really enjoyable. And in terms of, like, um, Jason and Carly, you know, it's interesting hearing everyone's opinion on it. And so as an actor, he's saying mm-hmm. that, like, him and Carly, the actors, are really enjoying it because it's, like, it's new for them. It's a new dynamic Mm-hmm. It's new kinds of scenes. So it's like, as an actor, they're all kind of enjoying it. And I guess it's the whole idea that we kind of have to wait and see what the whole big picture is. But also the fact that, like, as actors, this is kind of, like, a fun story for them. It, well, and you can see that in parts. Like, we've talked about them, like, trying to figure out and navigate the awkwardness of, like, physical touch and being in a situation where they have to act like a real couple. And I loved the scene where um, Carly's behind the bar and Jason's in front. And he's talking about, like, he packed the car with the presents. Like, it was such a normal conversation, you know? And then she was kind of saying that she's nervous to go to the house and she explained why. And But it felt more normal than it has been in the past couple of weeks because they're going to, like, you know, Wiley's birthday party. I know. This is what I'm really excited about. Like, I'm really, like... 
I'm at, I really hope we get more of this Wiley birthday party because yes. I want to see this unfold, right? It's a huge ruse. And so they have to really portray acting like a couple. So far, it's been like a thing in private. You know, we're not seeing much of it. We're seeing like everybody finding out the news. But mm-hmm. we haven't seen them try to play the part. No. And what we've discussed, too, which I think is interesting, just last week was that, you know, the Monica... Carly interaction and seeing them at the Quarterine house and we right? got, we're going to get to see it hopefully. I'm so so excited about that. Like a lot of people will say like their observations right that Jason has this chemistry with Brit which is obvious and mm-hmm. then like you mentioned this awkwardness this stumbling um, to find a new groove with Carly we're seeing this awkwardness and like I noticed a lot of people will say things like oh it's so awkward with him and Carly and like the chemistry was there with Brit and it's like that's kind of the point right yes and at the end of the day as much as like there was like magic and chemistry with Brit her role was to create a complication yes Right. And when we say like, and when you're seeing that chemistry with Jason and Britt, it's because it's there. And when you're saying you're lacking it, like that's the whole idea. It's about that story. It's about the journey of the awkwardness and where that leads. And that's sort of what I'm excited about because who knows whether it's going to turn into romance or not. We don't even know how much time will be allocated, but I do kind of hope that there's time allocated for them to play this role of husband and wife. I'm so curious to see what it's like. So it's like when you don't see that romantic chemistry with Carly and Jason, that's kind of like a huge point of the whole thing is that is going to be awkward. Exactly. And the conversation with Carly and Laura makes me feel like we will see more of this and they will have an opportunity to get married because, you know, Laura goes on to speak about like her and Kevin and their relationship and how that developed and how, you know, the friendship was the basis for everything and that the other stuff came later. So to me, it's like it kind of gave us a little bit of insight or maybe a clue that we will get to see more. I just freaking love their relationship being highlighted, right? Because Laura's a powerhouse and we used to see her having like these interactions with, you know, Sunny having that friendship. And it's so cool to see that friendship transferred over to Carly and being highlighted um, in this way with Carly being like the head of the family and all that stuff and the way that things shifted. And most of all, again, this is what I loved about the realness because there's so many things that are like soapy and then Mm -hmm. there's like normie things. Like Gladys just breaks the mold right she breaks the mold (laughs) because I loved watching Laura deal with that because Laura the character I don't know how many times she's had to deal with somebody who's like annoying (laughs) and and socially is defying so many norms in just one conversation right she's like I just got rid of Cyrus why do you have to be so weird (laughs) right it's it was just I loved watching Laura be shocked and doing her best to like shut it down Right? That woman is unbelievable. But she did really get under Carly's skin and that was frustrating to watch. And and we knew that was the reason she was there. <laughs> but when Brando came to the rescue and that scene with the three of them with Brando, Sasha, and Gladys, like, what were you cheering? Like, what were you doing when you were watching all of that? I mean, like... Like Brando, I was in awe of Sasha. We say Sasha is excellent. Her mind is always working. She's smart. And so she knows how to handle Gladys. And that was amazing. It was amazing. But before Sasha steps in, right, she's watching her. She's analyzing her. But like listening to Gladys, I was like, this woman needs a slap. I'm like, what the actual <laughs> F? When, she's, when he's like, you have to move out. But she's like, but you can't afford my rent. And I'm like, 
why would he even be paying for your rent? Like, right? I love, I love that they include that because we talk about it, you know, that like, this is a person that needs to be confronted with their stupidity on the regular so that they see it happening. And so to watch Brenda have to break that down, like, no, you have to get a job you have to pay your own rent. You have to get a job like other humans. It was just amazing. Amazing. And then like watching her be manipulated by Sasha, like I loved the whole thing because oh I, I guess I'm just believing what I want to believe but I guess I'm hoping that shifts the dynamic away from like push you down the stairs daughter-in-law to watch our annoying interactions and our comedic back and forths you know like the whole something doesn't belong here in the land of deception like I'm hoping oh it goes God. more to a less threatening place I love what you just said about the land of deception and something doesn't belong because I can just see so many funny scenarios happening there. And I do want to believe that as well. Like I want this, you know, whole thing to shift so that that's all we see. Like, I don't want Sasha to get hurt. I love them as a couple. Gladys is just kind of like an annoying thorn in their side. I just don't want her to be a threat. How much did you laugh when Sasha tells Brando, I think joy will outweigh the dirty diapers? (laughs) <laughs> I was like, girl. <laughs> yeah, evil cackle all around um, at that statement. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So to the quarter main house, um, this is the first time there was a slip. All this loud mm-hmm. outside voice talking. Turns out other people <laughs> can hear you. And Chase... <laughs> Chase overheard Brooklyn. It's just interesting, right, with those two, because it looks like they both got a little secret going on. Oh, yes, they do. (laughs) So the thing is, it's like I find they've always had a bond, Brooklyn and Chase, and obviously he's at ease with her. But it's Michael who made that comment the day he got married, saying, oh, Brooklyn probably didn't want it. Like, again, just deflecting off of the fact that he's in love with the bride-to-be. Being all like, oh, Brooklyn, she probably didn't want to see you marry another woman. But it also it also kind of hints at, like, that Chase and Brooklyn. I like them together. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the overhearing, you know, the way he explained who he thinks she is and his view of her. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Like, Brooklyn just received all kinds of compliments between Olivia and Chase. And the fact that he, <laughs> this made me laugh though. So when she says, you know, like, I can't sing to the baby. And he's like, oh, bring the baby here. I'll sing to her. The baby kept looking like she was going to cry. <laughs> like he wasn't I did her per se. <laughs> I did notice she wasn't, like the baby was not immediately soothed by the singing. <laughs> but I thought that was really sweet. But also it was kind of deep, right? Like up until this point, yes, of course I noticed Brooklyn constantly like being like, Valentine, Valentine, take out the baby. But like, I guess I hadn't realized she was actively trying not to fall in love with her. Because we said she'll fall in love with the baby, but it didn't occur to me up until now that she's been working overtime not to fall in love with the baby. I know. And then there was that whole like, you know, we're going to have a professional baby mama relationship here. Like I can't be, it was just so sweet yet absolutely heartbreaking. Like between what Maxie's going through and this feeling and Brooklyn, who is going to have, you know, a part of her heart ripped out and hopefully she'll still be able to have, um, you know, play a part in her life at some point, but it's just hard to watch because exactly that she even said it to Bailey, like, how can somebody not fall in love with you? Maxie makes um, Brooklyn her godmother. Right? Oh my gosh. Like, there's just, just so much there. 
It's just because, like, they always have made a thing about Maxie's godmother. Because, right, it's not like a, like, they all have them, but it's, it comes up a lot who Maxie's godmother is. And I think that could be a really sweet thing there. But I love the busy house. You know, I love Chase there. I love, you know, like, Austin even got invited to this big Wiley party. Just, I'm going to get to Chase one more time before we leave him. So his singing made me think about maybe he's going to sing at the uh, nurse's ball. Maybe that will be his big walking unveiling situation. That's the thing. Like right now, right now, Chase is just trying to get better, right? And his whole thing is I'm not getting better fast enough. So mm-hmm. right now, I don't think he's being <laughs> deceitful. Right oh, now. See, he will be. Oh, oh yes. there's a line that he said that we talked about and he yep. said it actually out loud. To Valentine. Oh, and Austin. Was it, was it Austin <laughs> Valentine? Shoot. <laughs> about about like how his illness and oh, death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was to Valentine. Sorry, the memory, the memory is coming back here. It was to Valentine, and that exactly if dying pushed his relationship forward with Willow or potentially yeah. dying. <laughs> yeah, it's like super sad. Like you know what I? Like, I mean, look, I'm glad that he can look on the bright side. Uh, but but is it? No, it's not. Like I mean, <laughs> oh, I just think it's so funny. Like I just think it's hilarious. Like he's they're not like he's literally living in the main house, nowhere near her. Right. Um, which I did not even think about. Look, I don't know what to tell him. Like he, uh, like just the mere fact that dying pushed like moved their relationship along. It's like the fact that you have been reunited for a while now, and you've only kissed on your wedding day wasn't a clue. <laughs> Like, anyways, um, he'll he'll have to like at some point he's gonna have to take off those glasses. Like he's always held Willow up on a pedestal, and he's always been very. It's almost like he holds like this special fantasy storybook around Willow, and by extension around their relationship. And that bubble is gonna be broken, obviously, at some point, as long as you have eyes. But <laughs> what is it that you think, like Austin thinks, right? Because Austin looks and he's all like, "You're not supposed to be walking." <laughs> I think he believes that he takes his being deceitful. Fair. But also, can you explain this to me? Once again, <laughs> that room is there. So Chase said he wanted to take the elevator yes. mm-hmm. to a different room. Mm-hmm. How do you take the elevator to the <laughs> same <Silence>. floor? <laughs> I don't, I don't even be? know. Like, no, no. To my understanding, based on all of the descriptions, the Cordyman house is on flat land. It's not mountainous where you can take an elevator and then also be on the ground floor. Okay. okay. And also, did he take the mm-hmm. elevator back in time pre-renovation? Because that's the room that's closest to the front entrance. So. Okay. So the second one, I have no answers to. The first one is like, maybe he lied. Hello. Maybe he didn't like get on an elevator. <laughs> oh, geez. The simplest answer is usually the right one. <laughs> time machine question. Can't answer. <laughs> so good. So good. I love that whole thing. Um, Austin remembers two women speaking. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and, and, I, and I loved how like Chase gave her a really simple explanation. Maybe oh, your subconscious God. heard two women speaking. <laughs> the, two, <laughs> the two that you mentioned being present for the whole thing. Maybe those two, stupid. Like, aren't you the doctor? Like, this is... <laughs> Oh my gosh. And like Valentine, right? Like, I mean, Brooklyn is making sense. 
And Valentine is picking up on the right thing, just sort of like the wrong theory behind it of right. her concerns over Austin, I mean. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. About that whole interaction, right? This is going to be a fun party. So many different stories going on at the same time. And like Carly and Jason showing up, it could not be more domestic oh having them God. show up. And mm-hmm. um, I just loved it. So Carly's like, I love, like, mm-hmm. again, her delivery of that line. What are you two doing? Like, I loved it. It was just <laughs> creepy, funny. It was amazing. But, like, clearly they have some kind of understanding because Willow encouraged Michael to leave. She's obviously dying to talk to someone. Yes. So yes. that whole interaction was sweet. Um, it was interesting, right? Because at first it's like, what you think, oh, gosh, she's doing the whole, like, what are you doing with my son? But then it went to, like, non-judgment. This is just try to benefit from you know what I did, but do your thing and just be careful. So it was an, it was a very sweet conversation in the end and even sweeter with the fact that like Willow made the point of saying that like, she never had that kind of relationship with her mother. Yes. And then her mother shows up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's always a downer. Um, but the Cyrus is dead. Right. And that was a big reason her mom had oh, to stay yeah. away because she was doing the bad stuff. And yes, they didn't yes. want that around Wiley. So you have Carly, right, immediately handling the situation. And then you have Jason and Michael. And Michael's like, you know, right, about me <laughs> loving Willow. And he's like, okay. Like, don't, I don't care. I, I don't care. <laughs> don't we have a party to get to? And we then what, problem. <laughs> and then what was interesting was when Michael's like, you know, that thing you taught me. Like, he talks about how when he was a child, Jason was, like, taught him how to, like, be a person or whatever he said something sweet and then it occurred to me that like michael is the only child he's ever raised i know i thought that too (laughs) i was like whoa whoa okay i can't believe (laughs) yes and so just some stuff about willow and um and michael like they're really intense with the finger touching because like the week before their fingertips <laughs> yes. touched and then they did it again. And like, he had his finger at the bow and he was like, Oh, sorry. Sorry. I didn't know you were done. I didn't, I didn't know to remove my finger from there. And <laughs> then like, they, <laughs> they always make me laugh with that because those two can orgasm by holding hands. Like they're so nice. <laughs> you know? But they did make out. Like they did. Nice. They did. They got bad with that. Eh? Nasty, yes, a lot of lip touching. Jordan would not approve. I was like, damn, they're just like, and the funny part was too, like when Jason and Carly did walk in, I don't know if she was wearing lipstick or just because they were kissing, but his whole mouth was like red red. all around, like he could not hide it for days. (laughs) It was that's what made the whole thing like extra funny. Um, but that's probably why she can't kiss Chase, like just COVID. I guess she's going to kiss somebody. It's got to be with Michael. Like stick with the same one. And yeah. then Carly just saying, like, Willow, you have, like, a terrible poker face. <laughs> I know. That was hilarious. Like, everyone can see it. Except for Chase, though, because he's just, he wants to see what he wants to see, right? Well, he's also in another house all the time. <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't actually see. <laughs> That's true. That is true. But do you know what's so tragic that never occurred to me? What? When Michael's like, the death of your son happened today. And I was like, oh, ouch. It's yeah, true. Yeah. It's true. That's that's heavy. That's a heavy anniversary. Super sad. Yeah. That took a turn. Um, yeah, it took a, <laughs> took, 
it took a real turn. Why don't we just talk about Ryan? Like he's well, he, that's, he was, that's a bit more light. <laughs> he was smiley. Is this the light part you're looking for? He was like smirky smiley. Which oh my gosh. Me out. Like, how is it possible that somebody can't move their entire body and he gives that like little twitch on his lip and I am freaked the heck out? I jumped by on the couch. Like, I know. He's so good. He's so good as Ryan. It's freaking amazing. It's freaking amazing. And I love how Alexis got so excited over a new project. Like when she was talking to Nicholas. <laughs> Yeah. she's like hello but she gave so like she had my favorite lines for the week she's like he's probably not going to be able to murder anybody like it was super <laughs> tentative and then she referred to him as a deactivated serial killer yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's amazing awesome. it was so good she's so good like she's not on as often as she used to be but when I like this version of her like she's very light and jokey I like prison Alexis it's it's almost as fun as drunk Alexis. <laughs> oh my god, Drew. <laughs> okay, so super quick. <laughs> when Elizabeth walks in and sees Cam and Joss kissing, her mom glare was on point. Like I absolutely loved it. Joss scurries off, but in the end she's like super happy for them. But I like that she has that like healthy amount of fear instilled in the children. <laughs> But that's what made me laugh is that she acts all wicked because it's like she gives that look and then she's like, oh my God, Soup's happy for you. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> Joss is so sweet, but that's exactly it. You know, she made them both nervous and that's necessary. And like her stock for me is just like, he goes, it keeps going up and up and up between like, you know, figuring out how to deal with this murder situation, you know, taking care of Peter's body, uh, bringing Jason in the loop, the way she's dealing with like, Cam and just her whole I, I just love her like everything is just coming up Elizabeth I was thinking the exact same sentence <laughs> I, I want it awesome. there's just one thing missing I just want a wine night with Sam yes yes absolutely and Elizabeth Sam wine night would be fantastic okay Elizabeth usually has drinks with her co-workers so that could also be a new group of ladies for Sam to get to know um it might be an interesting group of people given that Terry may be working closely with Brit. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine a night out with like Terry, Brit, Portia, Elizabeth, Sam? Want it, need it. One, it sounds like a nurse's ball number. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of would want to see that. It's been a long time. It's such a classic thing to have that big hospital friends girls night out. It's usually centered around Elizabeth, frankly. I think we need one of those. I totally agree. Okay, last thing before we wrap this up, just a super quick note that Spence is super creeps when it comes to Ava. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. I just like I, I'm a little hopeful that she's clicking. Oh gosh, I freaking hope so. Because you know, again. Spencer is a kid, right? Yes, he's slick and yes, he can plot and scheme, but he's still a kid. And so I, I think, you know, he'll continue to slip as he's been doing. Um, I think so too. So I'm just waiting to see it all unfold and how that's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. I think we've gone through all the things were to our favorite lines. I know that you kind of went through them and I went through them a little bit throughout, but there are a few that still stick out. Uh, when Joss, I think it was Joss or Cam was saying that Spencer is a compulsive exaggerator. I kind of love that because it's so on point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mentioned it already, but like dying has its good points. Uh, it speeds up your relationship. <laughs> oh, apparently, yeah. Um, but let's give out some gold stars now. So my gold star is going to go to Elizabeth this week. Who is your gold star going to go to? You know what? I'm going to give it to Joss and Trina because I really found 
like they, they were really captivating i have to say like the team so i want to give it to them and also alexis just because she had my fave lines love it and you know what brando gave out a gold medal this week he gave a gold medal to sasha for right? being able to handle gladys because usually it takes years <laughs> i don't really know if he's learned very much nope. so <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. And that's a wrap. Bye. Bye.